What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate it's a mystery, for Ashley a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hey Ashley! Hi Catherine, hello! How you doing? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Mad Women. Uh, today we'll be talking about three Sundays. Not four. Not four. Not two. Nope. Three. Three. But first, exciting news. Exciting news. Oh. We got our first fan mail <gasps> ever this week. What? Yeah. This is a surprise. You did not tell me this. Hmm. Or you told me and I forgot. Untrue. <laughs> 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 I uh, <laughs> I have talked about my dad being oh, a right, big fan, right. <laughs> and he wa- he listens every week. Hi, Dad. Hi, Don. Um, but coming in hot is Mom. Oh, Hi, right. Mom. Hi, and, Bonita. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> my mom has been listening, and she heard our ep where we talked about Lois's uh, cardigan clips. <gasps> Right, right, right. And so right. I uh, I got a package of cardigan clips in the mail for us. That is very exciting. Thank you, Bonita. Exciting. Thanks, Thank Mom. You. Thanks, Mom's Mom. name is Anita, but Ashley and one other person are allowed to call her Bonita. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So that's exciting. If uh, you have any fan mail to send us, be related to us and know our address already, and that'll be fine. Or we need to just set up a P.O. box. Listen, I don't want to stop the masses <laughs> from sending in our well-deserved fan art. It's true. I mean, it's your true. your photoshops are amazing. Mm-hmm. Imagine right. what these artists who listen oh. to us could do with those photoshops and their mm. art skills. Okay, so you're not suggesting that they make better versions because there <laughs> cannot be better versions. Right. You're saying take existing photoshops and like quilt them into something exactly exactly. make a cake out of it i want a mosaic i want a glass mosaic of your photoshops yes including the square Uh square faces yeah (laughs) that's an essential part of it it Um, really really is i yeah i love it dearly we've had a couple people suggest that we use the app that replaces someone's face with another face and i hate that app it's gross (laughs) i don't want it uh, someone thought they were being helpful and posted an example, and guess what? Not a fan. I I'm I I saw that example. Oh mm-hmm. shit! I saw that example, Never. and I was confused. I did not rec- <laughs> I did not recognize my own face. I was like, it's that very strange. Face looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, but whose is it? Mm. Apparently, it was mine. That's not the first time someone has sent me pictures using that app and I was just like baffled because I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, yeah. that's not John Travolta's face. What's happening here? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, we do. So to recap, we do want fan art, but we don't want to be improved upon because we cannot be. You cannot improve upon perfection. No, indeed not. Um, one other thing that I want to mention are a couple... A couple uh, cleanup 
items from last week's episode. Just that I noticed. This needs some kind of like title. Yeah. Like it um, needs its its own segment, like a whoopsie do. Or (laughs) what would they say in the 60s? Mm. For when they screw up. Um. Fire the elevator operator. (laughs) (laughs) Blame the people of color that are nearby because white people made a mistake. Um, Of course, that's not what this segment is. I'm just trying to stay away from calling it the My Favorite Murders Corrections Corner because they have a name. Um, also, to be very clear, I am directly referencing an episode of Mad Men uh, where white people made a mistake and two black people got fired. Yes. So please leave me alone. Please don't put that in our in the fan mail. Oh my god, don't do it. Um, one thing is Patrick Fischler, who was Jimmy Barrett. I okay, said yeah. that when he was in Mulholland Drive, he was a creepy guy from Mulholland Drive. But in fact, he was just a regular person in a scene with the creepy guy from Mulholland Drive. I watched that scene on YouTube. Still <laughs> super creepy. Um, okay. So Lynch number stay one. with me. Whoopsie do number one. Number two is I talked about Montgomery Clift. And I said, I don't know why I always want to call him Clift. And then I proceeded to call him Montgomery Cliff. Uh-huh. But the reason I wanted to call him Montgomery Clift is because that is, in fact, his name. So, That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what foolish thoughts were running through my head. But <laughs> um, just so I all the film the, buffs out there, I just right. fucked up two major film issues. Damn. Please. Whoopsie-doo number two. Whoopsie-doo number two. Forgive me. I apologize. I really like that. That these corrections only came about because you said things and then you were like, wait a minute, I think I'm wrong. Not because anyone oh, yeah. has called you out. Oh, yeah. That's It's just how your I own work. internal... <laughs> Need for everyone to never think I'm anything less than perfect and really, really smart? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's called I take that internal thing and I make it external. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Yeah. So I just appreciate that about you. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and if you know, if there's ever anything, I think this is our dynamic that you don't care about <laughs> what people think and how you pronounce names. That is one hundred percent true. I I do not care what people think about me. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> Uh, bone in my body. I would call him Montgomery Cliff, and people would be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's Cliff." I'd be like, "Fuck you! It's Cliff now, <laughs> bitch." I'm gonna call him Montgomery Edge of a Mountain, whatever. <laughs> and that's what I love about you. You have that freedom in your soul that I I do cannot uh, cannot live with. So. <laughs> In, in, unless you have any other business, I brought a lot of business to the table. That, I love it. I love all, all right. the business. I'm ready. Here we go. To get going with Three Sundays, Season 2, Episode wait, 4. Wait a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are you forgetting what happens? Here you go. Okay, find your little notepad, Catherine. Definitely not. <laughs> not something I forgot. All right. We're going to look at what Ashley predicted would happen in this episode. 
We need. I want a sound. I want like a song yeah. for this part. Like, Ashley predicts. What do they call those? A sting. Yeah, yeah we do. Stings. We do need a sting. I can. Ashley predicts. There you go. There's our sting. All right. I'll cut that out, and we'll. Um... <laughs> or should that be the sting when I do it at the end of the episode for when I'm predicting? And when we're reviewing, mm. it should be. Ashley predicted. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's got a real open up the plug bag, closing up it the plug bag sure vibe. It sure does. It yeah. sure does. Yeah. I mean, we'll get, next time Ben Schwartz and Horatio Sands are on, <laughs> we'll get them to record one. Yeah. But until then, yeah. I think we'll work with what you've given us. Looking okay. forward to that. All right. Great. All right. Boo-do-do-do-do. Ashley predicted. Don, anytime Don wants anything from anyone, he finger blasts him. And... <laughs> That's all I wrote down. And then, other than only, Cooper... Uh-huh. Not only is that just ridiculous that I said it at all, but the, the way that you just relayed it so casually. Uh. I love yeah. I love this because I always genuinely forget <laughs> what it was that I said. Uh-huh. And I yeah. love hearing you read it back to me because you're just, just like, this is canon. Like, this is just what happened. That's right. There's no reason to have emotion around it. It's uh, just reading the facts. Ooh. Oh, Lord. That <laughs> got right. me all, um, all misty. Okay. So, so Don goes around finger blasting. Yeah. Cooper says to him, no, no, your finger blasting days are done. So I'm not entirely sure what around what around that, but that is what would happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. so what happened was Don finger blasted Cooper. Mm. Okay. And that's when Cooper was like, "No, no, son. Yeah, that's, you've taken it too far." Laying, laying and down gives the wall. him a what for. Yeah, mm. gives him a what for, and then Don mm-hmm. eases off the finger blasting again. I remember that. Okay. Part. All right. Yeah, that sounds that rings true. Um, Betty. Is constantly crying but smiling. Um, a la a painted clown with the fear and sadness. Okay. I wrote that down. Um, <laughs> someone would say, Betty, what's wrong? And she would say, Nothing. I'm just hungry. Because she would just be matching random emotions with feelings the way that she wasn't profoundly sad. She was just grateful. Right, right, right. The last step. Um, Harry would set up a wall of TVs like he's at Best Buy. <laughs> and he would watch them all day to understand. And I put I put stars around understand television. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Peggy behaves like Pete, that is, real murdery. Okay. And yeah. Pete behaves like Peggy, where he sees a baby and quickly averts his gaze. Lois... <laughs> spies on everyone because she wants she's she wasn't satisfied with just Don's secrets. She wants to know everybody's secrets now. Right. And the lingo would be Pete saying to Trudy, gimme a Jimmy meaning a condom because he doesn't want a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. that I'm not sure how how close you were this time around. <laughs> I can't well, say No listen, Don did not go around finger blasting. True. However he was needlessly aggressive. Mm. So... He did have some aggression. 
Yeah. I would say if anyone wants anything from anyone in this episode, it would be Roger. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get yeah. to we'll him. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Here we go. Season two, episode four, <laughs> three Sundays. Uh, we have a synopsis. We did it. You did it. Yeah. Well, you, but you also brought it up, so we were both on the same page the way we were not last week. Right. Sorry, everybody. You can deal with it. Um, <laughs> synopsis from IMDb TV is Don and Betty enjoy a family weekend together, and Sterling Cooper staffers work double time to prepare for a last-minute pitch meeting. So I hope that was helpful. Um <laughs> <laughs> So starting off, there you go, guys. <laughs> take it. You wanted a fucking synopsis. You got one. You're going to take it. And you're going to like it. I hope you're happy. Um, exactly. This episode really did a number on our canonical what day is Mad Men taking place. Um, yeah. Scheme. A little bit. A little bit. Now. I don't know what to do with that information, frankly. Well. What are you thinking? Well, we have said that that, that these are just continuity errors. Mm, mm-hmm. That for whatever reason, yeah. in 1962, One. Easter, we're in 1962 now. We not for us, we're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this entire episode, according to the lore of Mad Women, takes place on March 1st, 1961. 1961. Right, but right. This, uh, the three Sundays are marked every day that happens is marked by something that says what day it is which is really interesting and not something they've done before so we start off and and those three sundays the way we see the date is hands looking at a church um program program great word the Holy Church of the Innocents or some yes. Catholic nonsense like that. Yes. I cannot wait to talk about Catholic shit with you, Ashley. <laughs> I am sure you're ready. I am so excited. Yeah. So, Passion Sunday, April 8th, 1962. We are in Lent, actually, right now, but this is much later in Lent. Wait, in and real life we are? Yes, we wait, are. Wait, yes, because we had Fat Tuesday. That's correct. Right. So Lent runs from the day after Fat Tuesday, which is right. Wednesday, to Easter Sunday. And Passion Sunday is two Sundays before When Easter. everybody gets it on. Yeah, everyone does their fucking on Passion Sunday. Great. And then Palm Sunday is the week, the Sunday before Easter. Right, where everybody so, slaps asses. Yeah, you're, right. you're just hitting palms to the cheeks. <laughs> wherever they may be either asses or faces yeah okay I mean, okay thank you for schooling me in catholicism right this is how it works and then easter sunday and that's when everyone whittles giant heads and shoves yes. them in a, the sides right. of a mountain right um so this is passion sunday peggy is in church again the last she didn't really do much last episode but two episodes ago she ended in church to please her mom so she's like yes it's continuing that and she's listening to a sermon, the 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 homily. Oh. It's in English. Yes. It is what it's it's the closest that Catholics have to like you know the sermon. It it is the sermon part. There's a whole really long. There's a lot of stuff in the mass that is all prescribed and scripted, but the sermon is uh, individual to the priest. Okay. So. So normally during mass, you hear mm-hmm. the same thing week over week over week over week. 
Um, a lot of the ritual parts of it are. The readings will be different, but they are still prescribed. So you'll have three readings, one from the New Testament, or Old Testament, one from the New Testament, then one from the Gospel. And those are decided based on the like the calendar the liturgical calendar okay okay um and so especially for days like passion sunday and palm sunday and easter sunday um yeah it's not it's not just like the priest is saying you know what i think my flock needs to hear about this it's much more this is what we're talking about right now got it and as um peggy mentions later at this point i mentioned you may remember vatican II. Yes, uh, which yes. we discussed before, yes. and I did confirm that was apparently it was like a three-year thing. It went from 1962 to 1965. Okay, so we are in fact in the still Latin mass part, right? Um, anyway, she's listening to a homily about flesh versus spirit and resisting the temptation of your desires, and she's like, mm. I, "I need to go. I can't handle it." No. And her sister's like, you're just hungover. Yes. But then she walks out, and and what did you think with the about the person that she met? Did that? Oh, Father yeah. Gill. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Tom Hanks's son. Yeah. What's oh, his Colin. name? Colin. 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 Yeah. Um. Well, clearly he's mm-hmm. like, I wish, with all my wishes, that I could sleep with you, Peggy. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, 100%. You don't think that's what was happening? Um, it's like he doesn't do anything that is overtly flirty. Like, he really... Girl, he had it in in his eyes. You remember way back when when, uh, Betty's future stepmother had contact Mm -hmm. with Dooley Mm -hmm. in her eyes? I do, yeah. Father Gill was borrowing those contacts. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. so he was looking at Peggy with mm-hmm. boo and me. All right, yeah. And Peggy was looking at him. I mean, she, he got her to go back to yes. church. He was going to leave. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She um. was like, her contacts said O and K. <laughs> Step right up. Um, <laughs> when, when the camera showed Colin Hanks, I literally gasped out loud because i forgot that this oh. was the colin hanks season because we're four oh, episodes oh. in and then i mean like he's a he's a character okay so introduced in the season maybe maybe okay. but okay. i really liked when he asked are you with one of these two and just points and there's two kids boys with their nose yeah. to the wall <laughs> <laughs> that was really cute yeah i liked when he said uh, if the next time you see me and I'm not smiling, what did he uh-huh. say? The next time you see me and I'm not smiling, it's bad news for you or something. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah to the kids, the, to the boys, to the, to yeah. the boys. Yes, that was very cute. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've got this new priest. Um, and we also find out she, he already has met her family, and is coming to his her sisters to eat dinner. Right. And then we, the next time we see Peggy, she's setting the table. Her sister's husband is on the couch. It's like his back is out or whatever. He's bitching all episode. Right. Right. He's always on the couch. Mm -hmm. When we see him later again, too, he's asleep (laughs) on the couch. Yeah. So he's a lug. 
there's someone who's not in the family who comes to eat, and she says that she went to Greenwood to visit her son, and Father Gill says that he hopes to meet him, and Peggy's like, it's it's a cemetery. Right, right. Uh-huh. Which right. is, like, the first, one of the first moments where we see, and I feel like this comes in later, that how new he is to the community, and yes. how he doesn't really know everyone's history. Right. And... So learning everyone. He's very green. Yes. He's very green. And he's also very um, new, like vanguard kind of stuff. Like he, he talks about all the instruments he, he uh, plays. He plays. Yeah. And traveling Italy. And he's just all this modern young priestly stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing, which I'm sure you would catch it. Because it happened, but it had a personal um, appeal to me. When he says, like, a, he, he says grace. And I knew you were going to say this. It's so good. He says, yeah. like, a grace that's just, uh, you know, He's, yeah. bless us and, and the people that are here. And then and bless mom. your family and bless your home. Uh-huh. And yeah. she says, that was beautiful. You're going to say grace now? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then he gets all very bible he doesn't just get bible The grace that he says in 1962 is the grace that I grew up saying with my family in oh. Alabama in the, you know, turn of the 21st century. That what is, does it say? It? Bless us, O Lord, and these are gifts which you are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. There's like some variations in the words, but like... Okay. If, if you, every now and then, there'll be some TV show or movie where Catholics will be saying grace and they say that and it's the best. Okay. <laughs> Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, we're all on the same page. I also saw um, okay. the Olsons had a picture of JFK on the wall. Who's Oh, know, good a, eye. And he's Irish Catholic, so you know that they want mm. that president on their wall. I thought that was sweet. Nice. That was good catched. I'm a catcher. I like uh, Peggy goes and climbs on the counter to, like, her mom, yes. she goes to get Sherry, and it's so hidden in some cabinet high up that she's, right. like, just climbing on the counter. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah, I loved that, uh, the, was, the mom goes to pour a drink for the priest, and he says, mm-hmm. well, I'm not gonna drink by myself. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I'll get the Sherry. And then Peggy's yeah. like, mom, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the mom, uh, up on the counter. <laughs> Though I'm sure right. she would go. I'm sure she would go. Uh, but then while Peggy is climbing on the counter, uh-huh. Mom is explaining to the priest all about what Peggy does for a living. Yeah. And she's, she's so proud. She's such a proud mama. Yeah. And Peggy's like, I'm glad you came because I didn't know they knew what I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things that they compliment her on is, or like brag about her, is she uses Latin. Which yes, is what she did in her very down. first, in the Rejuvenator uh, what did she? Pitch. What did she say in Latin in the Rejuvenator? Well, I think she divine defines rejuvenate and is like you know is Latin for whatever. And Don oh. says if you use Latin, you sound like a valedictorian. Uh huh. I don't remember that. Ew. Look at you remembering things. Yeah, but apparently she's still using Latin. Look <laughs> she, at her go. Yeah, I know a very little bit of Latin myself. So okay, I could throw it in there. Um, Would you like me to tell you some I'm, right now? I, I, I know feel like one word. We need to. <laughs> What's that? Uh, fortasse means maybe. Oh. 
So okay. when you want to say maybe to someone, oh, uh, seek is yes. Mm, mm-hmm. Non is no. Eh. Uh, That's barely a new word. Well, bono. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh-huh. Look at you knowing Latin. Yeah. What if I was fluent in Latin and you'd found out right I now? I would be blown away. That's right, you would. So, uh, everyone but Peggy poses for a group photo. Yes, she and, takes and the picture. Peggy takes it, yeah. Yeah. And I'll say there's another moment later that I didn't realize until just now where it looks like everyone is posing for a group photo. Oh. Ooh. You'll remember it. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So when we get there. When we... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. Yes. Um, yes. So Father Gill takes Peggy back to her apartment and he asks her for help because she's experienced in giving presentations and he has to give the Palm Sunday service. Right. And she's like, I'm not really religious. And he's like, look, all of these stars aligned for us to meet together. This is how God works. Yeah. Um, Now his contacts are saying, do mm -hmm. me in the right eye and Uh right here, right now in the left eye. Yeah. It's he's upped the ante. Yeah. Because the last time we saw people in a car, well, we saw Don and Betty driving home, but, but when, uh, Don and Bobby were in the car together. Mm-hmm. Hail flew, if you know what I mean. Hail flew. The heavens rained down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she gives him advice. And I did like the, you know, the sermon is the only part of the mass that's in English and is hard to tell sometimes. Yes, I liked that, that line sweet. too. Yeah. So we actually don't see her for a little while until it is Palm Sunday. August 15th, 1962. And we see that they have come home from church and Mama Olson is putting her palm leaf cross on a frame. Did you know what that was? I did not even notice that. Okay. Yeah, it's... Girl, I was too busy looking at that that man asleep on the couch. <laughs> he sure was. No, when On Palm Sunday, Catholics get palm fronds that are blessed. I It's... Okay. okay. It's celebrating when Jesus rode on a donkey into Jerusalem and people put palm fronds in front of him. I don't remember exactly the ceremony that's involved with getting okay. the palm fronds, but then okay. you, everyone just like, every generation learns how to tie it into a cross and then you just kind of like leave it around. And supposedly you return them to your church the next, like before Lent, and they are burned and used as the ashes for Ash Wednesday. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I was told at some point. Okay. So anyway, she has her palm leaf. There's a whole bunch of people waiting to eat, and he comes in, but he has to leave soon because someone is dying. Right. And they tell him that Marchetti. Yes. Poor thing. She's taking a turn. She's taking a turn. And Peggy is sick. According to her mom. Right. And they give her a copy. Uh, uh, he leaves behind a copy of the sermon that he gave because he she didn't go to the mass. Um, and the sister, I wrote the sister was perturbed. Ooh, I said, sis, not sure about father and Peggy. Oh. Because I, yeah. I gleaned mm-hmm. that sis has figured out that father has the hottie hot hots for Peggy. Okay. And A, he mm-hmm. can't be having the hottie hot hots for nobody. Yeah. 
And B, if he's gonna, it ain't Uh gonna be for her whore of a sister, Peggy. Do you think she's jealous? I don't think she's jealous. I think it's all Mm -hmm. the things that she ends up saying later. Yeah. And it's like when she goes into confessional, which we'll get there. Um, But I think, I don't think it's jealousy. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's judgment. I think it's judgment. Okay. I definitely, I think it's judgment. Um, I will say, I would guess that devout Catholics in 1962 would not suspect a priest of that. I mm. What I read is that she is jealous of the attention that she's getting, but not in a romantic sense, just in a... She, I mean, look at all of these people. They're bending over backwards for this brand new priest. Like, of just right. people just want the attention of the priest. And, and here's her sister... With this loaf of a husband lying around on the couch all the time. And she's got this house that she's maintaining. She is hosting dinner for the new priest. Mm-hmm. But isn't getting the attention that right. Peggy's getting. But Okay. Yeah. That, that, could, that could be it. That's my read. All right. Her. Listen. Listen. Yeah. You what know Catholics in 1962 better than I do. I really do. <laughs> I just figured, you, really you know, do. I mean, like, we don't need to get into it, but there's a long history of people ignoring things that priests do. Yeah. And so yeah. I think blind faith is a legit issue, you know, condition mm-hmm. in this community. I, I do want to mention that the mom complimented his sermon and said that she felt like he, she was the only one that he was talking to. Yes, yeah. I noticed that too. And I knew yeah. immediately that he had taken Peggy's little notes mm-hmm. when she said that. It was very sweet. It was so sweet. I'd... It was so sweet. Yeah. I There's something... It It's very endearing to me the way that everybody wants to please the new priest. I it's, it's very cute. cute. It's yeah. very cute. He's like a celebrity. He really is. Just a little local... You know, it's like the cool kid. <laughs> has our, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a quick scene that we see where mom is talk. the mother is talking to Peggy on the phone, and then the sister talks to her for a little bit, and then the sister tells her mom that she's too easy on her. Well, right, because the mom is saying, <laughs> oh, girl, who knows their names? It's mom and sister, yeah. it's fine. Well, well, you know what the sister's name is. It's not Bonita, what? it's Anita. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. And I think that's hilarious. It, but yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so the, the mom is saying, you know, she's complimenting Peggy. She's like, oh, she's mm-hmm. such a beautiful young girl. She's going so many places. She's so great. Yeah. And the sister says, she does whatever she feels like with no regard for anyone at all. Mm-hmm. You're too easy on her. So yeah. already we're understanding that sis is like, mm girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not today. Not today. Um, and then we get yeah. to her in the confessional with Father yeah. Gill. So it's Good Friday. What did, when she, you saw that she was in the confessional, what came to mind for you? What did you think was going to happen? Well, I knew that Father Gill was on the other side of it. Yes. Now, did she know that? I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah. I thought so too. But I also don't know how that works, if you necessarily know mm-hmm. uh, who you was on the other side. You just pretend that you're that you don't okay. Okay. Or, or it's i mean the 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 screen is 
for kind of comfort, but it's not actually anonymous. There's there's okay. nothing that's like it needs to be anonymous. I think the first time I gave confession, I was just sitting in a chair next to the priest. Um, because our church, it was like a, it was not like a cathedral. It didn't have like big confession booths. Sure. And there, it was, it, mu- it was probably during Lent because that's when everything happens. And there were like four, <laughs> the four corners had like, we'd brought in priests from elsewhere to have like a oh. big, tonight's, it's confession time. Um. Nice. Yeah. So from my p- point of view, and remember, just because I've seen this several times doesn't mean I remember <laughs> a goddamn thing that happens. Um, I wrote in my notes, sister goes to confession with Father Gill in in uh, parentheses. Oh, shit. <laughs> because that is because she's got this like resentment bubbling up in her the whole episode. Yeah. And she like, yeah, you can tell that what she's mad at is that people are treating Peggy the way as if she wasn't this terrible person or whatever, you know. And right. it's like, oh, yeah, she's just going to spill the beans on Peggy. And she makes it, it's so petty because confession is for you. Confession is, and she's like, these are the things I did. But then she says that she's angry. And so right. she, she starts, she uh-huh. starts with these very minor things. Oh, yeah. so I took some coins off the machine of the laundromat and I used them. Yeah. I took the Lord's name in vain three times. Uh-huh. Also, I'm fucking pissed at my sister because she's yeah. a dirty little horse <laughs> with married men. It was the same thing that uh, I mentioned before where you buy condoms, but you put stuff around it so people don't notice that you're buying something embarrassing. Right. So she put right. in these little, uh, venial sins right and yeah she hates her for it she says that she hates her sister for all these things that she's she done hates her and, and she feels so mm-hmm. guilty about it yeah but what's interesting is in all mm-hmm. of this spilling of the beans yeah in all of this talking about this child out of wedlock and how angry she is whatever she does not mention that mm-hmm. she is the one raising this child once again that has not been established what do you mean it hasn't been established no one has ever said that she's raising the child. There is a child. Am I meant to believe that that is not Peggy's baby? I feel like I am meant to believe that that is Peggy's baby. Yeah. It is of the, it is of the correct age. Mm-hmm. It is of the correct gender. It is very heavily implied when she's like, well, aren't you going to go mm-hmm. say goodnight? And she looks yes. at that bastard ass baby and slams yeah. the door. And then when she holds it and she <laughs> pretends that the whole world yeah. is falling away. Yeah. That's her fucking baby. I, I'm just saying it is heavily, I agree wholeheartedly. It is heavily implied, right. but I have to just. Well, then I'm pain. going mm-hmm. to use that as yeah. canon. Okay, fine. Because Good. if that's what they're tr- if that's what they're trying to make me think, yeah, which is what they're trying to do, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to think. I'm not going to let fair. some I'm not going to let some lady who has seen this show several times try and throw <laughs> me off the track and be like, "What? They didn't say it." Hey, no, no, they showed. They didn't tell. Yeah, that's right. Basic rule of improv. Exactly. And I guess all writing, but who cares about other kinds of writing? Um, <laughs> but so. Improv isn't written. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way you do it. Hey! <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, 
I just thought of something that we should talk about off the air. Oh, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's very much like, what about me? What about my troubles? I'm, I'm so good. Yeah. I hate everyone else. And uh, what's his name? Father Gill tells Father her, Gil. like, God sees your goodness. And, you know, just like platitudes, you'll get your reward in heaven. Right. But then he tells her, she said that she hates her for it. And he's like, no, you love your sister. And try to forgive mm-hmm. her. She's not as strong as you are. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, he's not stupid. He knows what she's talking about. And right. she, um, you know, he tries he tries to give her a little peace, but is also, I think, chewing on this new information that she got. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. clearly, I mean, when they show him, he, you, you can see it kind of like washing over him mm-hmm. that this person that he felt some kind of way about, whether that's <laughs> romantic or yeah. admiration yeah. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, he's now having to grapple with this new information. Yeah. Yeah. And and figure out probably, you know, what you do when you learn about something, something about someone, you relive every conversation you've had with them to see. Yes. <laughs> Were there clues? Did I say something insensitive? Right. Because the first thing he does say to her, you know, do either of these boys belong to you? Right. And those were not her children. Right. So then, speaking of children, we go to Easter Sunday, April 22nd, 1962. And there's this, like, the most crowded Easter egg hunt possible. It seems like yes, about the size of- Yes, there were so many yeah. people. In this tiny little courtyard. In a tiny little courtyard, yes. Yeah. And Father Gill and Peggy talk, and she kind of, like, looks at a toddler for a little while, and he gives it's her- It's that same-ass baby, isn't it? <laughs> It, it Don't looks, you try to fuck with me! It, we, we see Pete and Peggy's baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's then, up the same age. That little bitch is now walking yeah. around. Mm-hmm. He's a blonde little baby. And, all right, so I don't... It must be mentioned in the first season, but apparently Peggy's sister was pregnant at the same time that Peggy was. What? Look, look. How do you know that? Look. Because I keep reading articles that mention that. I don't remember it. That Peggy's sister was pregnant? Yeah, I don't know I don't, if, if that is remember. made clear. We didn't even we don't meet, meet her family until we season don't. two. That's correct. I don't remember her talking about a family. I don't know if that is revealed later in the series. If they were keeping well, it. Well, listen. Look, honey. Listen. I'm just keeping you honest it's her fucking baby okay it's her baby her baby toddling (laughs) around Uh uh-huh the easter lot yes (laughs) hunting for some stupid ass eggs Mm -hmm. stealing pagan traditions it's disgusting it is disgusting. the appropriation of this baby the appropriate this baby is appropriating ishtar (gasps) in such a big way yeah this baby's going to hell. Fuck that baby. That baby is going... That baby came from hell, <laughs> yes. and it's going right back. Where it belongs. I'm surprised that baby ain't square-headed. <laughs> <laughs> how, how that baby not going to be square-headed? Baby like that, it's like a square-headed baby in sheep's clothing. That's what that is. <laughs> so... The last thing that happens in the whole episode is Father Gill gives her a disgusting hard-boiled egg and says for the little one hard-boiled no no no. it was a blue plastic easter egg it was not plastic it was a hard-boiled dyed easter egg blue it was dyed 
The way you dye Easter eggs. It looked like it had the little seal where you pop that bitch open. All right. Fine. In 1962. Either way, it was an egg. They had a plastic Easter egg. It was an egg. And he says. Fine. Yes. For the little one. For, For the little one. Which is not the name of this episode. No, it's Three Sundays. It was the name of the Mad Men Carousel article on this one which is why i was confused so yeah so in that little moment and he gives her an eye yeah his his contacts are saying something Mm -hmm. totally different now oh what are his contacts saying this bitch (laughs) as in like uh i'm not messing with no woman with children kind of thing this, it's like lying to me how, exactly how you gonna mm. be deceiving me yeah how you gonna be up in my church acting acting like you're all godly that's and not uh, telling me that you had a baby out of wedlock how, <laughs> how you gonna be like that peggy i had feels yeah. for you i drove yeah. you home i had do me in my eyes yeah so he's feeling some kind of way mm-hmm. and not so, the sexy kind any longer wow so you're you're reading this final scene as like his heart has been a little bit broken, he's been a little disillusioned, yeah. and he's like, you know yeah. what? You don't get me. You got a baby. Here's a fucking egg. That was some petty ass bullshit he was pulling at the Is end that, there. Okay. Oh so, yes. All right. It was well, that priest was clapping back. <laughs> I can't believe I have to learn about this in the confession booth. You couldn't just tell me yourself in a car. Exactly. All right. Well, to entertain an alternative view of what happened, he found out about what many people consider to be a great sin. And he communicated it to her that she knew and also had like a moment of support Hmm. that. Look at you. Look at you seeing the best in people. I'm just and saying... Lo- and look at me seeing the worst. <laughs> look at you seeing male-female relationships as solely sexual or nothing else. <laughs> and very passive-aggressive. Oh, yeah. Strictly sexual and strictly passive-aggressive. You really like to read between lines that aren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are there is the thing. That is so clear to me that yeah. he's like, this bitch, yeah. oh, you want to play me like that, son? Here's a uh-huh. fucking egg. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my. Oh, my uh-huh. stars and garters. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that get. there's a lot of oh, my stars and garters yes. that gets said <laughs> in the subtext of this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, that's why you're so good at the lingo. It's because you're in the heads of these people. <laughs> yeah yeah thank you all right that's peggy goodbye peggy bitch bitch (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we're back to sunday morning passion sunday don and betty are sleeping in uh carolyn whoever the hell that is calls talk about a barbecue Oh. oh yes but did you notice in this scene, it was the same aerial shot mm. of them kind of splayed out mm-hmm. and the phone ringing, just like yeah. we had in, was it season, or episode one of season two? Oh, yeah. Was that episode one or episode two where Peggy May have been the is splayed one. out? I think it was the second episode. It was yeah. after the party. 
Yeah. And Peggy's all splayed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the phone is ringing. Yeah. So the aerial shot, same. Uh-huh. same that's a good catch. It was, that, it was that's just exact, interesting. Yeah. Always on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote Don Draper finger bang threat level barbecue because <laughs> while she's on the phone just having like a really normal conversation about what to bring yeah. to a barbecue, he like starts yeah. making the moves on her and just went, cancel, cancel. Oh yeah, he's getting all handsy. And then she does hang up and they get a little more than handsy. Oh shit. They get a little uh, penisy and then the kids walk in. And then the kids just walk right on yeah. in. And he's like, Betty's like, get out! Or Don's like, get out! We're sleeping! <laughs> <laughs> and then Don locks the door and is like, you know what? We're, st- we're staying in here. We're just well, locking yeah. the door. And Girl, they're actually I like... That. Yeah, well, yeah. They're actually like really <laughs> s- sweet together. Don and I, Betty? Yeah. Yes, on this first cute. of the three Sundays, mm-hmm. they were very cute. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily stay around, but... Nope. Um, they are sweet. And then we see Sally pouring I wrote, a pint the of girl, vodka. The girl yeah. making drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lovely tomato vodka Sunday beverage. Tomato? There was no tomato. There was grenadine. She put grenadine in there. Okay. It was pink. All right. And syrupy. Okay. That might All be right. true. Okay. We'll have to check. I thought she put a lot in there, though. Well, because that bitch don't know how to make drinks. Okay. But it was definitely some kind of, like grenadine or something yeah but no one drinks grenadine and vodka when you're a dumbass little kid making drinks i don't know it was definitely not tomato all right well there's no way of finding out ever we're both correct (laughs) betty is reading babylon revisited and bobby is fucking with the stereo and it's our first time that betty well, I guess other than when they walked in on them. But Betty really goes after Bobby for... Poor Bobby. Messy. Yeah. Bobby has a rough hep. This is a rough hep for that Bobby. It is. Um, they kick the kids out and they're listening to what I looked up, the song that they listened to. It is called Blue Room by Perry Como. Okay. And Betty is talking about... I looked up the lyrics. It, it had a little bit of a wouldn't it be nice thing where like okay. dreaming about being married with someone i think that's what the lyrics were about okay and betty talks about how much she loves perry como and don says he makes everything sound like christmas he does yeah also in that scene betty mm-hmm. was in pedal pushers <gasps> oh my yeah she was mm-hmm. oh, oh 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 hi cat yeah my cat jumped up real swift so, but then they dance, because they're still being sweet. Mm-hmm. Don's grabbing ass. Mm-hmm. He's got Don's... his hands all over Betty's ass. He's very amorous this episode. Yes, he is. And then, the next time we see them, they're... Honestly, when I watched this scene, I was like, did they go to a hotel or something? Like, it had a big energy of everyone just, like, coming into a hotel room and flopping down on the bed. Yes. But they were just in Don and Betty's bed. Yeah, they were just going into their bed, exhausted. Yeah. Just yes. exhausted out of their minds. This yeah. day has just beaten the hell out of them. Yeah. And it's it's like, what's her name? Sally is playing with her mother's feet. And yeah. says that she loves them and Don makes fun of them. And then they all are playing and Bobby breaks jumps on the bed and breaks it 
totally Bobby, kills yeah, Bobby's vibes. jumping on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's so mean to him uh-huh. in this scene. She's like, you broke it. Blah, blah, blah. But she still has no actual emotion <laughs> behind any of this anger. Like, she's yeah. like, I am angry with you, Bobby. <laughs> you broke my bed. What a mm-hmm. little asshole you are. But there's no actual emotion. <laughs> now, I will say, uh-huh. later in this app, we yeah. get a little bit of it. I was, yeah. But, she's, yeah. She gets pretty expressive. She does. I was impressed but by it that. It took a while. Yeah. He had to warm up to it. Yeah. But then she's like, everybody, it's late. Go brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. And the girl yeah. is like, I'm hungry. You didn't yeah. give us dinner. <laughs> yeah. And Tan is like, it's 7.30. Right. Like, y'all have just been hanging out at the house all day. It's the weirdest thing, right? How did you just forget dinner existed? I don't know. Why are you so exhausted? I think here's what happened. Okay, tell me. All of those drapers, <laughs> all of them I like got, ab- going. got abducted. Oh. Because in an alien abduction. Yes. You lose time. Yeah. It's like you're 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 here one minute mm-hmm. and then you're back, but yeah. somehow four or five hours have elapsed and you yeah. don't know where they went. You don't want to you don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And you're exhausted. You're so mm-hmm. spent from, you know, yeah. the process of being beamed up and Probed. all of the anal probing exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the process of being of being beamed back down and having yeah. your memory erased. It's a lot. Oh my gosh. It takes a toll. You need some Gatorade so after all that. Exactly. That is the only reasonable explanation for this scene. <laughs> that is the I, only explanation for everything yeah. outside of Bobby jumping on the bed. Yeah. I don't get... Because they're totally off. It's like, what is different about this Sunday from every other Sunday? Because also earlier, when Don was drinking his mysterious beverage with vodka in it, mm-hmm. like, Sally's like, why are we in here? Like, they're out of their yeah. routine. It's like they're... Right. Are they... And I'm trying to think, what was the the condition that we left um, Don and Betty in? Was it... Before this scene? Yeah. What, what was it? It's the... when they were dancing and grabbing ass. No, I'm thinking of, of a f- previous episode... Was it the Jimmy Barrett dinner with Bobby Barrett? Yes, that was last episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I I was just trying to think, like, did something change where they're like, hey, let's spend Sundays together pretending to be fancy? Well, maybe it was what she said in the car ride home after Bobby Barrett, uh, after that dinner, where she was like, this, we make such a good team. Yeah. When I said, you know, I want a life together, whatever was she said, you know, she's yeah. like, this is what I meant. We're such a good team. So maybe mm-hmm. he's trying to put in a bit more mm-hmm. of that family man life. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe. But I think what makes more sense is they were abducted and got it's, exhausted. It's, it's the only sense. Yeah. It's not that it's that. more sense. It's that right. it's literally the only explanation. Yeah. It's an Occam's razor thing now. Right. Where right. Yeah, why why make it more difficult than it is? All right. So, speaking of Bobby Barrett, she shows up to Joan, because Joan is still working as Don's secretary. Yes. And Joan's like, she's at my desk. Yes. And she is very, um, Joan knows how to be a secretary. She doesn't say anything overtly, but she's clearly pissed that she showed up without an appointment. 
She won't, like, Bobby won't give Joan her coat. Like, she's just being kind of weird. Yeah. Now, Don greets her with what... It reminded me of when Pete made up that joke about his dad, the the plane falling into the bay and the water turning Mm. plaid. How it was just, like, too fast and well-structured. And so... Don says, what did Jimmy do now? Ask Eleanor Roosevelt how fast her husband ran the 100-yard dash. And it's just this, like, <laughs> weirdly layered gimmicky joke. Right. I don't know. I didn't like that. But Get out of here with the jokes, Donnie. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. Um, but what's her name? Uh, Bobby Barrett has come to him, you know, ostensibly, with a question about how to start his TV show. Uh, a candid mm-hmm. camera style show where called Grin and Barrett. Yes. Which is a great name. That like, is great. Good for them. And then, but wants to know how to get Utz to either drop his contract or let him be in another contract to be in a TV mm-hmm. show. Which Don tells her. Just, he tells her know, exactly how to do it. Tells her exactly how to do it. Just, you know. Those promos have more punch if they're on a famous, if you got a famous star. You got a famous face on it, right. Yeah. Uh, And then Joan kind of, we see Joan and she hears that the door is locked. The door is locked, yes. Mm -hmm. Which you know she's picking up on. I really loved that. I loved that it, like, the audience knows exactly what happens, but we Mm -hmm. don't see it from Don's point of view. We see it from Joan's. Mm -hmm. We just, we we cut back out to Joan at the desk. Yeah. And it's a few seconds of silence, and then you hear that door locking. After we see Bobby walking, yeah, we cut out to Joan. We mm-hmm. hear the door lock, and we see this face that Joan makes, like motherfucker. <laughs> um, and it was it was it was really cool. It was a really cool storytelling device mm-hmm. of like Joan knows. Yeah, we know that Joan knows, but yeah. it's not going to be said because she's not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. She's just locking it away. Right. And also, it was not too long ago that Don's love life was walked in on because of an unlocked door. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just another little parallel. Um, Don continues talking about business, but Bobby, we find out why she's actually here. She says that oh, she yeah. figured out how she can avoid becoming bored with Don, which is apparently to have sex in his office. <laughs> Is, right. Uh, to just show up wherever yeah. and whenever and just uh-huh. take what she wants. Which, listen, yeah. on the one hand, get it, girl. <laughs> on the one hand, I ain't mad at that at all. Right. Uh, uh, but on the other, yeah, eh, not great. It's it's very, this is a real step because Don has kept his mistresses out of his office. Like, he didn't want Midge calling and pretending to be a trumpet player. Rachel, you know... Everyone at the office thinks he and Rachel didn't get along, even though he was into her. Right. And so... Yeah, you know what I like about Bobby? Yeah? Is that she is the Don Draper to his Don Draper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it would be normally him just showing up at somebody's house, and they just Mm -hmm. have to deal with it, and Mm -hmm. he's going to take what he wants. Yeah. And now Bobby is like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to... I can do it, too. How come you yeah. get to be the one who's a womanizer? I can be a womanizer just because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. She's a manizer. Yeah. And she's also married. And so she right? like kind of, she knows the game. Whereas Rachel was hoping that, you know, for some kind of fantasy, Midge didn't really have any 
real plans and ended right. up falling for someone who was more like her. Right. But yeah, she's definitely this like powerful, um, take no prisoners, stand no bullshit kind of lady. Yeah, she's awful. Um, but she's cool, so I like her. Yeah. And then the next yeah, we see I do like yeah, her. Yeah. She's very likable if you're, you know, okay with harsh, awful people. All right. Can we hear Ferris? <laughs> yes. Oh, I heard him for a second, then he's over it. All right. I'm gonna make sure that's in there. So, <laughs> next we see it is Palm Sunday, which is the Sunday before Easter, April 15th. Don is making pancakes, but leaves Bobby by the griddle to answer the phone. And he's distracted because Duck says that they have a meeting with American Airlines. It's like a week or two sooner than they expected. And Bobby Wait a minute. fucking... Wait a minute. We, we missed a whole part. What do we miss? Of Don. What? Um, Don comes home and the girl runs up to him and she says, you need to shave. And Bobby broke the record player. Oh. Um, yeah. Bobby broke okay. the record player. It's going to be $18 to fix. And yeah. Betty's all pissed because she's saying that Bobby lied right to her face about yeah. it. That he said he didn't break it, even though she knows that he did. Uh-huh. And she sends Don up to his room to go deal with him. And Don yeah. goes up there and he's just like, mm-hmm. Mommy says you broke the hi-fi. I yeah. believe her. Don't do that again. And Bobby yeah. just says, I won't. And then Betty oh. uh-huh. is pissed. Yeah. Betty's pissed because she's yeah. like, I... He told him, just wait till your father gets home, mm-hmm. and all you do is you send him to bed. Yeah. And she says, that boy needs a spanking. Uh-huh. And Don says, that's not how it works. And Betty says, do you think you'd be the man you are today if your father didn't hit you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And Don just walks away. He did not like that question. <laughs> he did not like that question. Yeah. That, that's where our, um, our marital bliss is really falling apart here because Betty is getting more and more frustrated with Don for not disciplining Bobby. She's getting more and more frustrated with Bobby. She's just over it with his quote-unquote lying. Uh Uh, And she's getting pissed at Don for not behaving the way she thinks a dad should. Yeah. In these very stereotypical Mm -hmm. um, gender roles... Yeah. Kind of ways where you have to be afraid of your father, as I'm sure mm-hmm. she was afraid of hers. Oh, yeah. She said um, that. Uh, we, this is, it's not like specific even to this episode because when they were having their card night with Francine and Carlton, right, right, an episode or two ago, that's when Bobby was like coming downstairs and stealing candy. And she's right. like, you know, something about being more afraid of her father than of, you know, scared of the dark or whatever. Right. So yeah, like she's, she's real frustrated. She doesn't know what to do with Bobby. And the only thing she knows that would fix this is uh, physical discipline from his father. From his father specifically. Yeah. Right. One thing I learned recently is that, and you probably know this, is that child like small children, their first instinct is always to lie. <laughs> That they just always do that. And so it's beneficial to learn how to like, instead of saying like, did you break the record player? Be like, what was playing when you broke the record player? Like some kind of uh, be evasive about it because they just, they just lie. It's in their blood and they don't, like their brains just haven't figured out how to not do that. Right. um, Dottie does it all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's seven, and she'll mm-hmm. lie about, like, weird random things. And eventually uh-huh. she'll eventually she'll come around or, you know, yeah. whatever. It also, it also helps when you don't threaten your children with physical violence sure. if they make a mistake. They will be yeah. less likely to lie if oh, they yeah. don't feel like mm-hmm. they're going to get the shit kicked out of them for yeah. fucking up. Yeah. It's not a good system. The old great. beating the shit out of your kids. It doesn't no. work very well. So, um, so yeah, sorry. I mislabeled my notes is what happened. It's all we'll, right. It's we'll, all right. We'll, we'll fix that in post. Um, so then <laughs> we get to Palm Sunday, April 15th, 1962. Uh, Don is making pancakes because apparently they just are very family oriented on Sundays. Betty's already pissed about something. So she, what is yeah. she, she takes out like a suitcase or something. Oh, I didn't catch She's that carrying was. something out to like the garage. And yeah. she says, you left this by the bed. Oh. I'll do it. Or something okay. like that. And it looks like some kind of suitcase or maybe a briefcase. Mm-hmm. Very maybe possibly. Maybe a briefcase. But yeah, she's already on yeah. edge. Yeah. She's. Probably because of the shit from the night before. With the broken record player. I think that was two days before. Two two days before, yeah, because it was but Friday. Still, yeah, she's cranky. She's pissed this whole episode. Yeah. Um, Don gets a phone call where Duck tells them tells him that American Airlines has moved moved their meeting up to this Friday, and everybody's already in the office. Meanwhile, Bobby burns his mouth on this. <laughs> do you think he put his was his tongue or his lips? What do you think? On the stove. Well, so the shot is him staring very intently at these pancakes that are yeah. cooking away, bubbling uh-huh. away on the stove. And then you know, the next you hear is him like freaking out and crying. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing he tried to fucking bite that shit with his dumbass <laughs> mouth. So I'm guessing it's his whole <laughs> mouth that got burned up. Yeah. Little idiot. Probably. Stupid Bobby. <laughs> Deserves it. And so Betty needs to take him to the ER and he tells Don to take Sally into work and then Don looks down at Sally and she just does she the just cutest clap. little clap. Oh she's my so god. Excited. She's so excited. <laughs> like everybody leaves the room. It's quiet uh-huh. for half a second and then she just <laughs> claps. Yay! <laughs> I love it so much. This is our first real Sally episode. Where we really there get was to it see. was yeah mm-hmm. very Sally heavy yeah. not heavy but there was a lot of Sally yeah where she's like the girl as she's mm-hmm. known she has to do more because we've seen Sally in like spurts where she'll say like one line and run or do some ballet or pet the dog or whatever the fuck little girls do yeah but she like shows some range and has some fun moments in this yeah. scene and I love it so they're at the office uh. Don just drops Sally off with Joan. Go on. And I noticed yeah. in this scene, yeah. there is some non-diegetic sound. Well, look we at that. get background music. Oh, my god! It happens in a few scenes in this app, which is very oh. unlike this show. I noted it. When you're it. paying attention. To well, <laughs> right. I paid attention this time. I noted yeah. when it happened. Yeah. But yeah, there's all this like burp, 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 uh, uh-huh. background music. Yeah. Because it's... It's kind of fun, like this whole, because it's, it's Sunday. Everyone is dressed right. casually in whatever right. they were wearing. So whether they were going to church or going to play golf or going right. to play tennis. Um, we see Peggy is there. And so her mom had told the priest that she was sick. So we see right. Peggy was not sick. And I was wondering, did she lie? Did she lie to her mother or did her mother lie to the priest? 
Did she tell her mm. mother she was sick, or did she tell her mother she had to work, and the priest told the mother? The mother told the so priest. So my take on that was yeah. she would have already been on her way to her family's house because it's out of town, right? It's not in Manhattan. Yeah, she would have been already on the road uh-huh. when that call would have come in. Okay. So I'm guessing she called mom early in the morning because she just doesn't want to fucking go to church because she doesn't ah, want to okay. and said, oh, sorry, mom, I'm sick. Okay. And then the call comes in about work and then she goes to work. All right. That's, That's how possible. I took it. I don't think mom. Yeah. I don't think mom lied. I think okay. Peggy lied, but not because she was going to work, just because she didn't want to fucking go to church. Yeah. All right. That's because fair. if because if it was mm-hmm. work. Now yeah. she knows mom is proud of me for mm-hmm. working. She would have just said, oh, sorry, yeah. mom, I have to go into work. Or was she avoiding seeing Father Gill? Yeah, that could be it, too. Because it's the first Sunday since they met. Right. And his uh, sermon is based on her help. So, right. So many questions. That's a lot of questions. Absolutely no answers. Um, <laughs> when Pete stands up, I gasped. Oh, at his my lord outfit. His shorts I literally are so wrote, short. So short. Pete's <laughs> outfit exclamation mark is what I wrote. Those tiny tiny yeah. teeny tiny little white yeah. shorts they and that end, white sweater. Uh-huh. The they bottom end of the shorts testicles. The bottom of the shorts are above the table. <laughs> like <laughs> if you were sitting across the table, you could see his thighs while yes. he's standing up. Yes. They're too short. It was probably like what racquetball or some squash or something like squash, that. Squash, probably, yeah. Oh, is rich white people. Yeah, definitely some sort of athletic event. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So they're I don't know they're in a big meeting whatever. Duck Duck at one point turns to Harry and says, "Why are you here?" And he says, "Uh, I'm the head <laughs> of the television department." Which what is what was so he funny. before? Why wouldn't he have been in that meeting? Uh, he was probably an account man. Because he did the same mm. thing that Ken Cosgrove did, and they're not. So he would like just deal with clients, but if his client, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, but all right. Now he's the head of the television department. Don isn't ready. Don doesn't clearly doesn't like Duck's um, plan, but just kind of isn't is keeping it to himself. He's not ready to tell anyone what he's doing. Because Duck right. wants to use, like, all of their ideas. And Don is like, no, we need to focus on things. But he doesn't right. tell Duck that. He just tells Creative that. Right. Um, yeah. Then we have a moment where Sally is talking to Joan. And she says, oh, you have my God. big ones. My mommy has big ones, too. And I'm going to have big ones when I grow up. I had to rewind <laughs> that scene because it was so fun. Just that it's little so moment. so fun. Yeah. So cute. Because <laughs> so that's what cute. little girls do. And she's like, when is she, you know, she's just around another woman that's right. got big ones like her mom. And right. this is what they talk about. And I'm sure. So cute. She's had this conversation with Betty many times. Yes. And then she watches as Creative walks by into her dad's office. And they're going over all of their stuff Sal is showing this, like, commercial board plan, and everyone is just holding their breath. And Paul says, like, hands him this menu, and he's like, it's the best menu I've ever written. Right. Right. And and Draper says, it's in French. How do I know it's right? 
And he He's says, like, it's right. Yeah. Don't you worry about Don't it. Don't you fucking worry about it. It's right. Yeah. And Don's, they got a lot of bricks, but they don't know what the building looks like. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Don's outfit yeah. on this Sunday is so good. I yeah. love it. These, like, rust-colored slacks. Uh-huh. And this navy sweater with the white collared shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. Girl, he can get it. <laughs> he, he knows how to Sunday. He knows how to Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would want that outfit on any man right now. It's yeah. just so classic. Yeah, he looks great. Um, he looks great. It's like he's a very handsome man who wears clothes very well. It's almost like that. It's almost like that. So we see pa- uh, Sally. She's clearly just been bothering everybody because she asks Paul <laughs> if he's resting. And he says everyone asks. Uh, she's Everyone says that they're resting. Right. And, Are you resting? Everybody's uh-huh. resting. Yeah. <laughs> she sees a photo of his girlfriend. Her name was Sheila. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Look at you. Oh. So his, his black girlfriend. And he she asks, is that your maid? Because right. that's the only frame of reference he has for black people. And right. he's, he says, no, it's my girlfriend. And she asks, do you kiss her? Do you lay on top of her? <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I think I am resting now that you mention it. Right. He, he says, go away. He says, your daddy's going to be angry if I don't do my work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then we go back out in the bullpen and there's more non-diegetic sound. Mm. There's another little plop, 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 plop. Uh, song happening <laughs> that's what it was if Is you it? go back and watch that scene yeah. that's the song that's yeah. happening it's, it's the carnival song from beetlejuice um yes great yes mixed with a little bit of yakety sax wow do you know yakety sax don't talk back no i'm thinking of yakety yak but you're doing exactly Yes, yes. Why is there a yakety sax and a yakety yak? That is overkill on the yakety. What I want to know is why there's not more yakety things. <laughs> why isn't why isn't there a yakety gak? Yakety mac. Trader yakety Joe's. Mac. Fucking get on the Shit. yakety mac. That's that's macaroni and cheese with yakety Girl, in it. We need to make some yakety mac. <laughs> that's how we make our millions. All right. Listen. Uh, go listen, to madwomen.org. Exactly. All these merch. people into into goat cheese and uh, sheep's milk. We get some fucking yak milk yeah. up in there for Ooh. some yakety mac. Sustainable. Are you oh, kidding me? That's so smart. Yeah, there's not meat in it. It's just yak cheese. It's just it's just yak cheese. It's yak milk. Girl, we need to cut this out of the pod so people don't steal <laughs> our idea. Uh, also, yakety mac is real good. Our listeners can't see the disgusted look on my face. Because I am. Can you imagine? There are people who have really strong senses of smell and can tell the difference between goat cheese. My mom has a friend who, like, can't eat goat cheese because it smells like goat to her. Can you imagine what yak cheese would smell like? Listen, I also... Musk? I I also have a friend who cannot eat goat cheese because it just smells disgusting to her. Uh, I think yak milk would be uh-huh. real tasty. Why are you gonna? Why are you hating on yaks like that? You don't know yaks like that. What did a yak right. ever do to you? How could it uh, be that much different than cow's milk? A, a yak killed my cousin. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. With its milk. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, 
I, I didn't mean, know. You, you could have asked. I mean, listen, I still think eventually <laughs> you need to get over that shit. <laughs> but. Wow. I didn't mean to uh, bring up your grief in that way. Yeah. I appreciate you respecting my family's privacy at this time. <laughs> so we're back in the bullpen. Uh, the secretaries are annoyedly waiting to eat. Yeah, there's like, like a, a giant buffet happening. Yeah. And all the... And Cooper is just loading up. But then he gets pissed because Mr. I don't wear shoes in the office has stepped on some gum with his insane argyle socks yes. in his golf uniform or outfit. Yes. And he turns around to a secretary behind him who's chewing mm-hmm. gum and he says, you there, chewing your cud, pack up your <laughs> Wrigley's and go home. It's one thing to be unladylike. It's another thing to treat our office like a subway platform. Yes. Just like, how can it be my gum? My gum's in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't like her. Eh, she was just a New Yorker lady secretary. Well, you don't. Have I'm to I'm a misogynist. I didn't like her. That's true. <laughs> you do hate women. That is well documented in these yes. files. Yes. Uh. Yes. But Duck is actually happy that he's out of their hair now. Um, I wrote, Don comes out, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. That yeah. is a perfect analogy. Yeah. Yes. Because he just has a, he, goes he on, yeah. delivers a sermon, you might say. He does about how they're not going back in time. Throw everything out. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not talking about the bomb. We're going to the moon. There's no such thing as American history. We're pioneers, or this is the frontier, or whatever he says. That's right. Uh, yeah. Let's pretend we know what 1963 looks like. Right. And then he goes back in his office, and everyone's like, "Well, fuck." Yes. <laughs> now what? Right. Um. What's his name? Duck says. Our job is to bend down the branch, let him pick the fruit. So he, it's like both Duck and Dawn, you can tell they don't like what the other one is doing, but they're both outwardly supporting it to the team. Right. So they're not at loggerheads with each other in public, even if you can tell they're not on the same page. It's like, you know, parents who don't fight in front of their kids. Right. They're, They're just keeping that stability. And then that scene ends where we see Sally. Everyone is like going back to their offices and Sally like looks around and then she goes for someone has left behind a glass with some whiskey in it. Yes. Yes. A little short little tumbler uh-huh. with, I don't know, maybe an ounce, ounce and yeah. a half yeah. of whiskey at the bottom of it. And the next time we see her, she's sleeping. Yes. Passed out on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. And Don picks her up to go uh-huh. to take her home, and the glass just drops <laughs> away. And he turns to Joan, and who else was Joan with? Some other secretary. Yeah. And he's like, "Good night, ladies. Thanks for babysitting." Yeah. <laughs> I love Great this job. idea that Sally is just fucking wasted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bobby has burned his face clean uh-huh. off his body. Yep. And he's Sally faceless. is an alcoholic now. <laughs> the kids are really. Getting into some messes in yes. this episode, and yes. it's beautiful. Uh, one thing, before Don gets Sally, Joan is telling the random secretary, she's here on a Sunday, and I respect that, but you know she's earning more than all of us. Yes. And I oh, love yeah. that. They're, they're salty they're... about Peggy. About, because... they're salty about Sally. <laughs> is that what you think? 
They're talk they're looking at Sally and I saying think they're that. standing there, but I think they're talking about Peggy because in the scene where everybody's uh-huh. waiting to get food, yeah. they're throwing nasty looks at Peggy who's already For sure. That is true. But also they're staring directly at Sally and she's the boss's daughter. All right. And I thought that was a line about Peggy and I really liked it. I thought they just happened to be looking at Sally. You know what? They're probably talking about Peggy and her baby that lives with Peggy's sister. (laughs) That's That's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So, Good Friday, April 20th, pot day. (laughs) What what are these hands? Here's the thing. I just realized something. (laughs) Okay. So they are... Every they they're they're in they're waiting for the American Airlines people to show up for the meeting and they're in the conference room. Every single person that works for Sterling Cooper is inside, and right. the table of the conference room is set with like food and drinks and binders and things. And right. all of the men and well and Joan and Peggy, that this is when they're all wild and and everyone is coping with it their own way, whether they're cracking their neck or making sure everything's straight or looking out the window or whatever. Right. And then they all pose in this, like, perfectly posed setup. Right. For the American Airlines people to come in. And I just want to... So this was... Earlier we saw the people posing for a photo with the priest. Um, And we also... That was the first Sunday. The second Sunday... When they're waiting on the priest, the table is set the same way, and there's a bunch of people at the ta- at the table waiting, and it just it feels very similar okay. that these American Airlines people they're these you know they're they're the saviors of this right they're the holy grail that they're waiting on. Also, that whole uh uh what should we call it tableau tableau. Thank you, beautiful word. You know I love French words. Uh huh. Was very reminiscent to me of The Last Supper. Yeah. Just the way they're all set up behind uh-huh. this long table. And I love that only Cooper is sitting. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. seated in the direct center of this table. And everybody is kind of gathered yeah. around him, mm-hmm. behind him, standing along this table. Yeah, he's very much the the patriarch of, oh, this, yeah. of this whole shindig. So, uh, Doc- When's he gonna die? He's not making it to the end of the series. I can't. That's, that's my I, prediction. I cannot say anything about that. All right. I, I don't remember things. I don't know. <laughs> so Duck is the one who comes in and announces that the guy that was his contact, that was the key to this whole thing, was fired that morning. Shelton Keneally. Yeah. And the rest are just coming in because they have to. And they have right. to deliver a stillborn baby. Which is yes. just deflates everything. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm 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 thinking now, I'm wondering if it's related to the priest coming but having to leave, you know? Cuz that also happened mm. that the week before. Right. Look, I'm just I here for, I'm just here for the parallels. That's all Look I at you. That's all I want out of Mad Men. Um Look at so you. we don't have things out. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> We don't actually see the American Airlines people. We no. s- we see the aftermath where all the food has been picked at and the binders are strewn about. And Duck is like, yeah, they left. They acted impressed. Is that what he's... Wait, so Cooper walks them to the... So I think Duck says, 
Cooper walked them to the elevator. They asked him for something. And I even rewound it to try and figure out what the fuck they asked him for. And I don't know what he says. I think he says they acted impressed. They acted impressed. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I yeah. heard they asked him for something. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. They acted impressed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Don pushes the binder at him and is like, you should have this. And this is another thing. Like, Don is just shooting daggers. He is so pissed because yeah. he they lost a perfectly good airline client and right. he his reputation was damaged in the process. Right. And he is just so mad and he says we hi-, you know once he leaves he tells Roger we hired him to bring in new business not lose old business. And uh, Roger says Roger just like waxes poetic about what it was like to chase business back when they right. were a smaller firm I'm guessing. And he says, you know, when it does work out, it's like having that first cigarette. And old business is just old business. And he's just very romantic about that. Yes. Yes. And of course, we will talk about Roger Moore and kind of how that fits into his whole, what Mm -hmm. he's going through. Loving the chase. Mm -hmm. He's a fan of the chase. That's actually the last time we see Roger in this app, but we'll get back to him. So... Don is back at dinner with his family, and guess what Bobby does? Fucking Bobby. When are they gonna fucking murder this kid already? When are they gonna- Why is he- Here he is. Right? Just fucking kill this kid. Here he is at the dinner table, (laughs) playing with a robot. Like a- What kind of sadistic motherfucker plays with a robot at the dinner table? I'm thinking military school is the least that they can- the least the least fuck this guy and so he knocks something over and betty's just like is just at her wits and don do something and don's like okay grabs the toy and just throws it against the wall oh yeah and smashes into a million pieces yeah and he says is that what he turns to benny says is that what you wanted Mm mm-hmm and it's that you see both sally and bobby like shrink in the way yeah. that you do when you see your dad being, or anyone really being violent. And yep. and he, he's like kind of showing her like, this is what you're asking for is violence to come into right. this house. And you see how everyone feels about it. And then they have an argument. He starts listing off, you know, all the things he pays for. And he includes the stables in that list. And she's really mad mm-hmm. about that. And she's like, I'm here all day alone with them outnumbered. And he tells her, you want me to bring home what I got at the office today? I'll punch you through that window. And then then she pushes him. She pushes him. And then he pushes her. Pushes her way harder. Hi, I'm new in town. (laughs) (laughs) I am gay. I have AIDS. (laughs) I'm new in town. First I'm going to push him. I fucking love that joke. I am it's quoting so John good. Mulaney from his album, New in Town. John New Mulaney, Town. we love you out there. I hear you did well. You're out of rehab. God bless. Yay. You're fantastic. You know he's a big he's a big fan of mad women. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, right. Yeah. You hear that, listeners? John Mulaney listens. John Mulaney listens. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd, oh, boy. I'd that have would him on be the show. wonderful. Yeah. So, uh... But Peggy's... in this scene... Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In this scene, Betty has a bit of a human emotion. What? This what whole emotion? time marked, um, anger. Okay. 
perfect. Uh, I mean, she she has been meant to be having anger this whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't been managing to portray it. Yeah. This time, Bobby knocks the milk over, spills it on Sally with the fucking robot after mm-hmm. she just asks him to stop. And yeah. she actually looks pissed. And she yeah. actually looks like she's fucking had it. She uh-huh. has a look on her face other than plastic Barbie doll. <laughs> yeah. And then marching up the stairs with Don, uh-huh. it's like they're really having a back and forth. Like she's yeah. got some heat behind her words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this you know, was like a real argument. It, it was felt good. Right. It felt yeah. very real. So she yeah. actually has a human fucking emotion. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Don is in the bedroom. She leaves and Bobby comes in. Yeah. And just to like now I want to stay on that just to ask wonder so this scene culminates in like them getting physical with each other and right? no he doesn't punch her or anything but they do push each other and he she has to push him first and it's it's still it's still that thing of how violent can we allow Don to get while still being our protagonist and not yeah. being a total bad person yeah and so he throws the toy and she pushes him and he pushes her back. And it's, it's not, it's a little bit equal. It's a little bit, they were both in the heat of, you know, you can kind of be okay with it. And, but yeah. I'm wondering if she was her normal un like if, if she was as bland as she normally is and he pushed her, it would seem so much more violent. Like, yeah, they, they had to get her to be at a height of emotion right. to justify any kind of physical altercation. Right. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, she needed to actually have some anger behind her to make any of that believable yeah. or passable. Yeah. So. And even him pushing her is is still a further, mm-hmm. is this what you wanted? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is, I mean, I'm sure her dad, his dad didn't stop at beating the kids. He probably beat his wife, too. Like, oh, yeah. Violence doesn't, it's hard to put a cap on violence and just say, only be violent in this small little area. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, definitely he's maintaining his cool as best he can. Um, but yeah, so Bobby comes in and he apologizes. And, and then Don says that dads get mad sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a very sweet exchange where Don, Bobby is asking Don about his dad. And we right. find out the following things about Don's dad. He got mad too. Mm-hmm. He looked like Don, but bigger. Mm-hmm. He liked to eat ham and mm-hmm. candy that tasted like violets. He was a farmer and he died a long time ago. Yeah. And Bobby says, we have to get you a new daddy. That was so sweet. Yeah. That was so sweet. And then he gives Bobby a little hug. Yeah. Did you, have you ever had the violet candy? No. So the stuff he's describing I think it's Crowder's Violets with the purple and silver uh, aluminum foil wrapper. Mm-hmm. My mom grew up eating them. And she's, you know, grew up in Brooklyn. So I don't know how local it is. But they okay. are... I, at some point in my childhood, she came across them. And it was the first time she'd seen them in a long time. So she bought them. And I was, like, very excited. And I would sniff them. I would go to the cabin and just smell... Just smell them. They're, they come in a... It's like a like a certs package. Like they're about the same size as a small mint package, but they're square. Okay. Um, and I would just sniff them. They smelled amazing. And then eventually after like months of just seeing them and being so excited about them, my mom opened them and I tried one and it was disgusting because I don't want to eat flowers. 
Did it smell like flowers? It did. Like it, it, it had that violet um, fl- floral scent and it had that okay. taste. But as an American who grew up eating Little Debbie snacks, I yeah. had no palate. And I still don't have a palate for floral food. I don't want to eat. No. I, I go, you know, I watch Great British Baking Show and I'm like, all of this sounds terrible. I don't want any <laughs> amount of rose water in my baked no. goods. Or lavender. But, they do a lot of lavender, yes. too. Yeah. I have a friend who does a lot of floral tasting things, and I'm like, I'm glad someone likes them, but it's not for me. So anyway. Okay. Candy that tasted like violets. And so then Betty and Don are back in bed, and Don reveals his- She is also oh, mm-hmm. in the same nightgown that she was in on the first Sunday as the hey. opening scene of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's wearing that same little nightie. Yeah. So there's a nice um, parallel opening and closing mm-hmm. to to this episode with them. And Don opens up a little bit and he says he's a little kid. My father beat the hell out of me. All it made me do was fantasize about the day I could murder him. And I wasn't half as good as Bobby. Yeah. And so Peggy kind of says, oh, I didn't know that. And spoons him. Gosh. I love Peggy. <laughs> You're right about that. Boy. <laughs> Betty. There you go. Spoons him and is very maternal because Don needs a new daddy. But guess what? He also didn't have a mommy. And right. So it doesn't hurt. Right. And she spoons him. Yeah. She snuggles up to him real good. Yeah. And so it kind of ends a little bit sweet, too. She's she's all of her anger has flooded away. And right. Well, and, yeah. And who knows? Maybe the next morning, mm-hmm. while she's still in that nighty, he might roll over and try to fuck her again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Easter Sunday. You know, is it Easter Sunday? Yeah, it would be because that was yes. Good Friday when they were there. All right. right. So that's Don and Betty and Sally and our sweet, sweet Bobby. Both Bobbies. Yes. It's still weird that they have two characters Both named Bobbies. Um, yes. But, hey, what are you going to do? So, for our final thread, we'll look at Roger and what he's up to this week. Oh, Roger. It starts out, I, it must be, like, Passion Sunday, based on the timeline. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. All right. It's, it's Passion Sunday. It's the first Sunday, Sunday. yes. And they're at this fancy restaurant. It's Roger and his wife, Mona. His... Is it Lutess that they're at? Oh, I didn't. Do you think that's where they are? I'm not sure. It could be. It's very fancy, and they've mentioned it several times now. It would not at all surprise me if that's yeah. where they are. Yeah. They don't say where they are, mm-hmm. but I have to wonder if that's where they are. Yeah. I'm trying to think about what Lutess looked like in the Barrett episode. And th- they were in a very different place, but, I mean, who knows what the rest did of the they... restaurant. Oh, they did go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, that's where the finger bang took place. Was that Lutess? Right, right, right. Um, right, right, right. So they're at... A fancy restaurant. We see Margaret and her fiance Brooks are there. Uh, I have to point out now, I have done no research on this, so it could be a lie, but I don't think so. That someone, a fan, okay. pointed out to me, not that I'm not related to, uh, that <laughs> Mona and Roger, the those actors are married in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Once again, oh. probably should have looked it up. And so maybe I'll do that right now. Of course, there's not a picture for his wife on <laughs> in, on Wikipedia. Yes. So hmm. his uh, 
Talia Balsam, Balsam, Talia Balsam is okay. married to John Slattery, and she is the woman who plays Mona Sterling in Mad Men. Interesting. Interesting. Also, this is fun. Do you know who her first husband was? Talia Balsam? Who? George Clooney. Who? What? Yeah. They were married from 1989 to 1993. And she's also part of the Dick Pan Patton, Tim Van Patton family. Yeah. So she is definitely a... Damn. She's got connections in the old world. But she also... In how you say Hollywood. In how you say Hollywood. And it looks like she's, you know, has a career all of her own. And she's very... I like her a lot. I think she's really pretty. and Yeah. I, she's um, beautiful. And she's a great actress in here. So, they are married. Um, so okay! All right! We see... We, we learn that Brooks and Margaret have been engaged for two months, but they don't have any wedding plans. And Roger really wants her to make wedding plans. But... Margaret's, like, embarrassed by the idea of being the center of attention at a wedding. Right. And let me tell you something. That is exactly how I feel. That's how a lot of people feel. Yeah? That's comforting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a very common, that's a very common feeling of not wanting to be the center of attention and only doing it because your parents want you to and all of that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not how I felt at my wedding. I was like, "How can I get even more attention put on me?" <laughs> I wasn't gonna, and ask. I found ways to make it happen. <laughs> uh, I have seen your rap music video that you. Yep. Performed. So there's that. That was that was <laughs> one way that I had even more attention on me. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. That was one. Beautiful. There was the fact that I walked down the aisle alone, oh. and I had a lo- I had a big buildup. The mm-hmm. song that I walked down the aisle to was Somebody to Love by Queen. Oh, okay. And if you know, sort of towards the end, there's the big, like, there's sort of a big slow crescendo that happens. Okay. And everybody was already at the altar except for me at that point. Yeah. And they were stomping and clapping. <laughs> uh-huh. And then everybody else, like all the guests, were also stomping and clapping. Yeah. And at the very end when, when, uh, when he when Freddie Mercury sings mm-hmm. again, yeah. I stepped out from sort of behind where I was and lip sang into my bouquet. Wow. Along with Freddie Mercury. Wow. Yeah. And and then proceeded to walk down the aisle. Yeah. yeah that's so, some attention. Yeah. I was like. Business there. Please, please, please. Mm-hmm. Everyone look at me. Yeah. Brian. Now, I can understand Zilla. why some people don't want that. <laughs> but. I was not that person. Hey, as long as you know your own tolerance for attention. Listen. Yeah. I know that I give zero shits of what people think of me. That's. But that I want everybody to look. Yeah. This (laughs) definitely comes right back around to that same thing. Yeah. So. uh, Thank you for sharing that. I did not (laughs) know that. And. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to look at you differently from now on. It was real cute and real fun. Yeah. People enjoyed it very much. That's good. But it is a thing that happened. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we can't erase history. Exactly. So speaking of, you're not the only one waxing poetic about your wedding because Mona is romanticizing her wedding about dancing with, I don't know... I, I wrote Dancing with Grandpa. I think she wants to make sure that Margaret can yeah. dance with her grandfather. So, 
first she was talking about dancing with your father. Yeah. Was amazing and I got swept away, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then she's like, don't you want to dance with, I want to make sure you can dance with grandpa. And I was yeah. like, Who the fuck is grandpa? this doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> like that isn't a thing that happens at weddings. Like yeah. there's not the grandparents dance. <laughs> Like, there's the father of the bride yeah. and the mother of the groom dance, but yeah. there's no, like, the bride dances with grandpa. <laughs> it was very yeah. strange. Whatever. I mean, and I'm guessing it must be her father. because I, I would guess, yeah. Because yeah. Roger's father would be the Sterling Cooper Sterling, and he's not around oh, anymore. Right, also, right, he's right. 100 years old. Right. So I wrote, once again, Roger is perturbed. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And well, and he's perturbed because at the very end of that scene, mm-hmm. Brooks yeah turns to what's the girl's name? Margaret. Margaret. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. And says, "I'll have the muscles with garlic if you do." Yeah. And Mona says, "That's sweet." Yeah. And yeah. Roger's like, "Fuck all this <laughs> shit." I miss the fifties. I miss the fifties. <laughs> yeah. Brooks defers to Margaret a couple times because he, he defers to her on what they're eating, but also like about the wedding in general. About the wedding, yeah. Yeah. So he is not, Margaret is in the power position in their relationship. And, yep. which is, I'm just going to leave that note there. Um, oh, and, okay. And that is not the way Roger uh, no. views relationships because he, no. he still wants to keep people in cages. I also made a note that Mona sounds like Susan Sarandon, which is a big plus to me. Yeah, it is. It's a good voice to have. So, yeah, it is. Moving on to the next restaurant that we see, it's Monday, April 9th, and we know this because there's a menu board that says that. And Look also- at you! Yeah, they-, they are date heavy in this episode. Yeah, they are. I My book, the Mad Men Carousel book, has a note that says that the it's easy to tell what day it is because it's Monday and Sunday was April 8th. We saw that on the mm-hmm. program. But the book says that the show, that, that the menu board says it's April 16th. Hmm. And that's an error. But I'm Interesting. Like, it didn't say that. I wrote down April 9th before I even read the book. So I'm wondering if they edited it for... I was just going to say, if they edited it, yeah, yeah, after the fact. And there was, a, mm-hmm. there was actually a few things that this, the article in the book got wrong. Like, when Peggy was in church in the very first scene, they're listening to the sermon, she goes outside, she runs into Father Gill. The guy mm-hmm. giving the sermon is not Father Gill, it's a different priest. But the book says that it's Father Gill. Oh, And so, yeah. I don't know if they just wrote this based on bad memory <laughs> But there's, right. there's a, and there's at least one other weird error in it. So anyway. Okay. Corn chowder's 80 okay. cents, crab louis 260, and blue point oysters are $1.50. Well. I guess you didn't look up what those would cost in 2021. No, I did not notice. I didn't, I can do it right now. I uh, did not notice the you know menu what? board. It's okay. It's fine. It was just a. Okay. All right. All uh, right. So Ken and Pete are at this restaurant with a client who's just ending a joke that's probably offensive, and then Vicky yeah. shows up. Oh, Vicky. Yeah. Who is the hottie from Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. What's yes, her name in that movie? Oh. Er. Is it Katie? Katie! Yes, it is! It's Katie! I wonder how I remembered that. Because you're Katie? 
Uh, Marguerite Moreau is best known for her roles as Dream Girl Katie in Wet Hot American Summer and Connie in The Mighty Ducks. Oh. So. All right. There you go. I didn't have her pegged as the Mighty Ducks hottie, but I knew (laughs) she was the hottie in Wet Hot American Summer. And she's the hottie in this episode. Yeah. And she, like, plays with the client's head and is just like, I love your head. His bald ass head. Mm Mm-hmm. And Roger shows up, and Vicky immediately introduces herself as his wife. And, right. And she demonstrates... We've been married for five years. Yeah. That made me think of... Um, I think it must be the first episode of 30 Rock when... Or, or some episode of 30 Rock when Alec Baldwin is talking to Jane Krasinski. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. You nailed it. Thank you. About her age... And she's like, he's like, how old are you? And she's, you know, 25 or some bullshit. And he's like, when did you graduate high school? What did you dance to at your senior prom? Like all of these little things. And she knows every one of them. Nailing it. Yes. (laughs) That's perfected this lie. (laughs) Such a good scene. Such a good scene. God, I love that. Uh, And Roger, Roger believes that she's his wife. Yeah. And I think she, he is excited by the idea of an old man with a young wife mm. something that my uh then our number one fan my dad pointed out <laughs> a while back with the twins episode because you remember there were a bunch mm-hmm. of twins and he picks this one set of twins and we both agreed like there were prettier twins available yes and my dad yes. pointed out but they may have been the youngest ones and he really likes mm. young women. He doesn't go high school like Carlton, but he no. does like young women. In yeah, their 20s. he sure does. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's he's really oddly charmed by her. Also, I'll point out that the client is the Gordon's fisherman guy who does like. Okay. Trust the Gordon's fisherman. I think about that a lot. <laughs> Are you familiar with that ad? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I mean, I, I, yes. <laughs> yes, that's all. All right, great. <laughs> so anyway, uh, later, we don't actually even see him again. Right. Because Roger uh, sees Ken and Pete at the office and asks if, they're, they're going to another event with that client and asks if he's going to bring his wife. And Keats, uh, Pete says, there is a Mrs. Hasselback, but that's not her. That's not her. And Ken's like, you want her number? Or any of the numbers in this filing cabinet full of numbers? Right. I got lots of numbers. Yeah. Because. Oh, boy. She is a party girl, Bets. Um, A party girl, Bets. Yeah, Yeah. she's a party girl. And so later, there's this cool thing uh, in a one dawn. There's a dawn scene where he closes his office door and then immediately Roger opens a hotel room door and yes. Vicky walks in. And very sparkly. She's very sparkly. Um, and they discuss their arrangement. He pays her, but won't. she won't let him kiss. And then he says, I want everything I want. Yeah. And he says, well, he walks in and he says, I haven't done this since I was in the Navy. Yeah. And she says, don't worry. Prices may mm-hmm. have changed, but the menu is still the same. Mm-hmm. And he tries to kiss her. Yeah. And she says, the menu hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, for those of us that don't frequent escorts. Right. It's, 
that's like a thing that could or could not be true that you're not supposed to kiss sex workers or whatever but i see it on tv so it's like okay right (laughs) i guess that's what right they do right but he does he's like how about if i pay you a whole bunch more money and then they do kiss and he's go ahead well she says that'll be a hundred dollars yeah of course i looked up what that is oh thank god in 2021 money Uh um one hundred dollars in nineteen sixty-two is the equivalent of seven hundred sixty-eight dollars and twenty-eight cents. That's a lot of money. That's a big old chunk of change. Yeah, that's a high class. Oh wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go on. Wait a minute. Okay. No, no, no. I'm waiting. It's even more than that. Holy crap! It's even more than that. For some reason, in other words, the purchasing power of one hundred dollars in nineteen sixty-two equals eight hundred sixty-eight dollars and twenty-eight cents today. Well, damn. There's another. Oh, because, okay, I see. Because the inflation rate, Mm -hmm. things have inflated by $768. So, add $100, it's $868.28. Well, that's out of my price range, personally. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Uh, Roger tells her, I have to warn you, I'm not in great health. Because we remember what happened the last time. And oh, it kind yeah. of brings up this question, has he just been faithful to Mona strictly since his heart attack? I, that's that's what I gather. Yeah. Um, that, that, is, that is what it seems to be, that he's easing back into a life of infidelity. Yeah. But she does tell him, don't believe what they say. No one dies doing this. <laughs> and I have to believe Roger was like, mm, okay, sweets, that's, uh, we won't... Let's yeah. not push it. Yeah. And so we don't see the middle parts, but then we see Roger and Vicar, Vicky getting dressed. And he's, he tries to take her out to dinner and he keeps telling, she keeps telling him, I'm meeting a friend. And mm-hmm. she says, I'll pay for his meeting too. <laughs> right. Right. Which made me wonder, did she call him or did she just not show up to her next escort? Oh, because she probably just didn't show up because they walk right out the door and go yeah. to the test. That seems like bad policy for someone who's depends on repeat business, I would expect. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not telling Vicky how to run her business. Listen, I'm willing to bet Vicky knows that if she goes back to Mr. So-and-so later, mm-hmm. he'll be like, okay. Yeah. Once you start paying for sex, yeah. I think you just continue. Also, I guess back then and, you know, or... 20 years ago, there was a much lower standard for people getting in touch with you. Like, you had to yes. under, like, if you just said the subway exploded, they'd be like, well, I don't know. I guess you're right. I had no right. way of checking it. <laughs> Sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. That's, yep. that's how people talked in the 60s. That is. Uh, that's exactly how they talked. Yeah. And there's, there's an interesting exchange. He... He asks her if she's ever been to Lutece, which mm-hmm. we know is super fancy because that that's right. where Don told Betty they were going to Lutece and she like lit up. Right. And so now what's his name is and that was in the episode with Jimmy Barrett. Right. And now uh, Roger is seducing this woman with Lutece, asks her what wine she likes and she says red. He's like, we're going to want to be more specific than that. <laughs> And then they walk there in the rain. In the rain. 
we could walk if you don't mind a little rain. And uh-huh. she says, I love the sound of cabs whooshing in the water. <laughs> Which is like cute, but it also had a bit of the, uh, you can afford a cab, can't you, buddy? Right, right. I don't want to be soaking wet when we're at this fancy restaurant. And that's really all yeah. we see of him, uh, except for the conversation that he has about um, old business being just old business. And what right. I thought about his talking about the chase, he was romanticizing that work the way that Mona romanticized her wedding. Oh, yeah. And like... I think because he had such a look on his face when she talked about that of, you know, I mean, what even was it? Was it that he was sad that like this was supposed to be the highlight of their marriage and it was so long ago? Or was it that he he missed the way she looked then? Because it seemed to me Vicky kind of resembles Mona. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like he was looking for that old young Thing that he had with her a long time ago right i don't know yeah that could be i don't know i thought he was just perturbed sort of more generally and just mm-hmm. kind of bored with marriage in general yeah and didn't want to be happily reminiscing about their wedding day maybe i mean but he also was really pushing margaret for a wedding it wasn't yeah he was pushing her before mona was and even kind of stronger and so i it felt like he's looking for that youth and and I think that that is it. You know, he's chasing he's chasing young clients. He's chasing young right. women. Um, that whole right. chasing thing. Uh, there there was so now I'm getting into stuff from the Matt Zoller Sites book where Mohawk as a client and Mona as a woman are they're a little bit older but they're loyal and dependable but they're kind of boring. They're not flashy. Whereas American Airlines and this young woman. They're glamorous and they're new, but they're risky because you don't really know they're unknowns. And also another chase that happens is Father Gill chasing Peggy. Yeah. Staying around her. That's true. Um, That's real true. the, The articles, they point out that a lot of this episode looks at the 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 passing down rituals or values uh but among generations or between generations and also like changing in the like the way that things change for the future when rituals and values are rejected so you've got like the catholic religion going to mass going to church going to confession and just the traditional morality of getting married and having babies and not breaking those things you've got right. betty pushing for the traditional discipline from Don, but Don not wanting to continue uh, that ritual that was passed down to him. You've got Mm -hmm. Margaret, who doesn't want a traditional wedding the way her parents want a traditional wedding. And then, and her husband deferring to his wife in a more modern way than older husbands would, the same way that Father Gill, as a young priest, is much more liberal than older priests are right and it kind of goes it goes to that what don says that there's no such thing as american history there's only the frontier you know just right rejecting tradition to try to make something better and newer is is just a theme throughout the whole thing 
Yeah. Interesting. It's so interesting. Interesting. I'm so interested. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So that's the whole episode. Do you have? That's it. Do you have notes on fashion or drama? I kind of sprinkled in my fashion notes as they arose. You sure did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any um outline notes. Okay. I do feel like the biggest fashion moment was Pete's shorts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. That was the number one yeah. fashion. Yeah. Of the whole thing. Yeah. It was a big app. That was yeah. a hefty app. Yeah. Um, if, if I had to rate this uh-huh. app. I wish you would. It was a good one. And let me tell you why. Because Betty had some human emotion. Mm, that Betty felt a feeling and, yeah. and portrayed that feeling with her face. <laughs> uh. As opposed to just explaining that yeah. she had a feeling. Right. She showed it. Or just, yeah. like, gathering from context clues that she felt a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I would have to give this app, mm-hmm. other than the strange moment where clearly the only explanation was alien abduction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a pretty on-point app. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give it eight and a half um, drunken Sally Drapers. <laughs> Which, yeah. Now, which half of Sally Draper are you giving it? The top half. The top, okay. the, the half that, that drank the alcohol and it's yeah. still in her belly. Okay. That's, yeah. that's probably the best half. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. That's, yeah. that's a good, that's a good uh, rating. Okay. Great thank job, you. Three Sundays. Great job, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, thank All you. All right. Thank you. beetle lee Oh, right. How does the song go? No, it starts. What if we put in yakety, yakety sax at the, she did predict, and yakety yak at the. At this she's about to predict? Yeah. Or vice versa. Okay. Yakety yak as she predicts. Once again, I'll, I'll just cut that out, and we're good to go. All right. Okay. Perfect. All I'm right. not convinced those are two separate songs. I'll be real frank they with you. Are all right. We'll figure that out. Yakety yak is what you're thinking. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. That's not the. Where everybody's running around all fast. Uh huh. Yakety sacks. Yeah. And what we're going to make is yakety mat. Oh, yes. That's going to be delicious. All right. Yakety Sax is by Boots Randolph. And Yakety Yak is by The Coasters. All right. Which makes me feel better. See? All right. Don't Girl, act like, I, act like I don't know my yak songs. Uh, I will never doubt you or your yak knowledge ever again. That's right. That's All right. All right. Season okay. two, episode five. What do you predict will happen, Ashley? Oh, boy. All right. Now, listen. Mm-hmm. In episode five. Yes. Someone is going to come out and say, Peggy Olsen, <laughs> this baby came from your womb. Yeah. It yeah. is now being raised by your sister. Yes. I don't know who's going to say it, but so- right. somebody is going to stare down the barrel of the camera. I mean, it sounds like an oracle is going to say it based on... It might be. It might be. 
It okay. might be one of those uh, those witches that share an eye. What are those? The the fates. Oh, yeah. That see the future. Mm-hmm. Or like know things. Yes. Those are the fates, right? Uh, I think... I think I'm thinking of the same thing you're thinking of, and that okay. sounds good. It or Either. or like a Professor Trelawney, who's just like overcome. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was wrong. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> sorry. No, it's one of the fates. They share an eyeball. That's which one it is. <laughs> Never mind. I keep my goddamn mouth shut during your predictions. Wow. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too, sweetheart. Um, okay, so the fates, or this professor, mm. come to Peggy Olsen. Yes. And they 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 just say, that blonde baby that uh-huh. was walking around the church on Easter yes. came from your womb. <laughs> your sister Anita is raising it. Mm-hmm. And just so that it's all explicit. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's going to happen. Yes. And Peggy's going to be like, I know, bitch, whatever. <laughs> and and be on her way. Uh-huh. Um, Betty. Yes. Now that she has experienced a human emotion. Uh-huh. Can't turn them off. Oh, okay. So, uh, sort of a floodgate has been released mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. And when she finds something funny, she just laughs uncontrollably. Yeah. When she finds something even a little bit surprising, she screams in terror. <laughs> just ultimate terror. Yeah, yeah. Um, when she thinks anything is even remotely attractive mm-hmm. or pleasant, yeah, she just automatically just wants to get it on. Yeah, okay. So she can't not have human emotions now. Yeah. At this point. And we'll see what kind of new mm-hmm. shenanigans that causes. Because right. you know it's going to cause shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans will ensue. Shenanigans will be had. Absolutely. Um, Bobby, mm-hmm. Which, the boy. Okay, thank you, thank you. The boy Bobby is going to show up at Don Draper's office yeah. and just start taking his clothes off. <laughs> Wait. And Don Draper... Uh-huh. Is going to be very confused Mm -hmm. and look down the barrel of the camera and say, no, 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 wrong Bobby. (laughs) And one of those big hook Uh things is just going to hook him out of the scene. Uh Uh-huh. And then the other Bobby will walk in and start taking her clothes off. Okay. Hook pulls boy out. Yeah. A la the Apollo. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, The girl... Now that she has had a taste for alcohol, she's been she's been mixing all of these drinks for Don. Yes. But now she's had a taste for it. She starts uh, mixing drinks for herself. Yes. And filling up the bottles with water. Uh-huh. No matter what it is. Yeah. Right? Not just vodka with water, but whiskey with water, mm-hmm. grenadine mm-hmm. with water, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she's a sloppy, mean drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just starts... Saying all sorts of mean ass shit to yeah. Bob, to Betty, oh yeah, and to Bobby, and to everyone. But yeah, she's just walking around the house, slurring, <laughs> uh-huh. saying, "You don't know what I can do." <laughs> yeah, 
And Betty, who now feels human emotion, mm-hmm. um, goes through all of them in oh, this moment. Because yeah. she's like, this is hilarious because you're tiny mm-hmm. and wasted. <laughs> that is and very funny. Yes. It's very funny. She uh-huh. laughs uncontrollably. Yeah. Um, she's devastated because her daughter mm-hmm. is, is now an alcoholic and yes. she has to get this sorted. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little bit uh, upset because of mm-hmm. the mean things. Yes. That she's, that are being told to her. So she mm-hmm. just runs the whole gamut of emotion yes. in this moment. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Pete. Yes. Decides that wearing suits to the office, is just not for him anymore. Mm-mm. And he starts wearing shorter and shorter and shorter shorts. Yeah. Perfect. Because... And then, and then at one mm-hmm. point he comes in with one of those, um, Borat mankini situations. <laughs> Absolutely, he does. Mankini situation. And Cooper uh-huh. is is still so upset about the gum on his sock uh-huh. that he was never able to get out. He just had to throw that yeah. sock away. Yeah. And now he's like, "What do I do? I don't. This isn't a pair." Mm-hmm. Uh, he has one sock, and he's really upset about it. Yeah. So he starts. He turns that one sock into a sock puppet. Okay. And he starts talking to it. Hmm. Interesting. And asking it for advice. And of course the sock puppet is talking back and it's on his own hand. Yes. Naturally. And he's talking to himself. But it's starting to supplant some really worrisome ideas. Okay. And we don't see where it goes yet. We just see yeah. the seeds of this starting to be planted. Um, but You're- that's what's going to happen with Cooper. You're picking up how they write the show. They'll they'll put a little bit of something. Yeah. But then it'll pay off in a bigger way in a later episode. Right. My earlier predictions, they were too big. They were mm. problem mm-hmm. and solution yeah. in the same episode. And I've yeah. learned over time that that's not how it works. They yeah. like the slow burn. Yes, absolutely. So that's, we're going to start to see the seeds of Cooper mm-hmm. falling into mania or mm-hmm. schizophrenia or something all right some kind of serious mental um, illness will yeah is is the harbinger thereof is his argyle sock puppet yes yeah, yes that makes sense Great. i can see that happening okay um okay and lingo oh um lingo <laughs> don't say slap it johnny don't you dare say slap it johnny <laughs> to be something johnny <laughs> and then i realized it's johnny every time and every i can't time. i gotta i gotta get away from johnny <laughs> um oh here it is here okay. it is someone is gonna say it's the fuzz <laughs> yeah about the police the police are coming yeah perfect it's the fuzz i love it yeah i think I that think feels that feels like it could honestly, really come to be i think it might happen I'm, I'm excited. I have no doubt. Well, fantastic. We did it. We did it. We did three Sundays all on a Monday night. All on a Monday night. Hell yeah. yeah almost almost a Tuesday morning. It really is almost a Tuesday. This is our, probably is. our latest record, isn't it? It is 100% our latest yeah. one. And you Look know what? Go. We nailed it. We did nail it. Just killing it. <laughs> As the kids say. As the kids say. Do they, though? <laughs> I don't know what Probably. Kids say. Who knows? All right. So thank you all for listening. If you if like you have it. have fan mail, 
Mm-hmm. Send it in. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well, let's get a P.O. box. Yeah, just send it into P.O. Box 123. It's We're on 456 Main Street yep. in America Town, America. <laughs> and we cannot yes. wait to see what you have. But also, uh, like, comment, subscribe, download, share, review our podcast, check out reference photos and those yes. sweet, sweet, uh, those amazing photoshops photoshops on, at, at Rad Mad Women, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so, until next time, as we say at the end of every episode, Merry Mad Men, Men to, to all, all, and to and all, all a good a night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast powered by Pinecast.